Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. How are you doing, breathers? Yeah, that's my name for all of you who are taking time to breathe and be in the present moment. I hope you're keeping well and taking care of yourself. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Ocon, and when I'm not doing my full-time job in communications, I facilitate a course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. I have wanted to share about the joys of being present. Today's quote is from Sylvia Clare, author of Trusting Your Intuition, and she says, Being spontaneous is being able to respond with confidence. Calmly trusting that, whatever the outcome, you will have a positive, if challenging, experience that will lead to greater self-awareness and success. I'm truly excited about this show where we navigate life together. As is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive and settle down by doing a few breathing exercises. Fully arriving is about coming to stillness, tuning in to the present moment. It's about allowing your breath to transition you from what you're doing to this present moment. This allows you to check in on how you're feeling and to become still. So let's practice together by being aware of our next three breaths. We will breathe in through the nose to a count of five, hold to a count of two, and let the breath out slowly through the mouth to a count of five. Let's start. Breathe in through the nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. The goal of our mindfulness practice is simply to experience life as it unfolds in the present moment. So here's to spontaneity. We're talking about life and friendships and the wicked gin and tonic, which is my drink of choice. And I'm the only one drinking the G&T. Saturday afternoon, it's gray outside. I'm seated with four friends and we're talking about life. It's the first time we're meeting since COVID started and so lots of excitement, lots of great conversations about life and what this time means to us. So join in our conversations. Welcome. Rosanna, thank you for hosting us. Thank you, Dorothy. <laughs> this was your idea. Happy birthday. Thank you. I know I have to tell listeners out there, this is the third party I'm having. And so this is really special, hosted by Fazana. 
and um, she's really made a big splash out of it. Thank you. All in good friendship. Thank you so much. And Mariam, great to see you. Great to see you as well. And Fazana, thank mm. you as well. Having such a wonderful day. And Reggie, so good to see you. It's lovely to see you without the screen. <coughs> yeah. Between us. And we forgot and we had one another as usual. Yes. <laughs> Nanjala, where are you? <laughs> Nanjala is a bit shy, so um, we'll excuse her. But we were just, I think we were talking about so many she things. She warm up. She warm up. Yeah. yeah. Redesigning life. And Fazana just finished a course on, you know, redesigning our life. What is that? What is all that about? So I think the concept comes down to looking back at how you would want your life to look like. Like fast forwarding to being in your 80s and looking back at what really mattered. What are the moments that matter? What are the things you remembered? What are the things you wish you may have done more of? And what are the things you wish you did less of? What? I think that's a starting point for recognizing what's really important for you. And recognizing your values, recognizing um, what gives you a sense of contribution to the world, and recognizing your skills and what the intersection of those are. And really designing your life so that almost like you design code or design a program that you bring all the ingredients together to something that's really authentic to you right. and really meaningful to who you are. And I think for me, my reflection is that a lot of life is so much conditioning and we kind of grow up with the programs instilled in us in school and in university and in um, by our parents and by society at large. And we never really stop to check the program and whether it's actually the one that really gives us joy and gives us meaning. Mm. And then I think sometimes fear kicks in and you forget that you actually have a sense of agency. You have a, a, a choice in how you live and that the changes you make can be some of the simplest ones like how you wake up in the morning or how you choose to connect with people and socialize and how you travel and how you parent and that you can actually change those things from things that are so routine and change the routine and feel the freedom and feel the joy in making those small changes because they say that how you live your day is how you live your life. How you live your how day? You live your day and how you live... Just break, break that down a little bit more so mm. in terms of how you live your day mm. is how you live your life. And then so, I'd love to hear from the rest of you. How do you live your day? You know, especially in these times of, of COVID where things are so different, how are you living your days? Yeah. I think a big one for me is how I start my day. Um, my typical habit is pick up the phone, check the alarm, and then from there, it just goes south. It goes into, oh, let me just check my WhatsApp. And then, <laughs> then it goes right. into calendar, and then I'm on Instagram, and before <laughs> I know it, I'm checking my email and like, you know, the, the sun hasn't even fully risen and you're already down the rabbit hole. Mm. Um, so I've been asking friends and, and people in my life, how do you start your day? Mm. Um, and one thing I've picked up on that um, is an incredible discipline, but I think has, has really big effects when you do it over time is something called your morning pages. Mm -hmm. So you wake up and you literally write three pages, just free flow. 
of whatever oh, is in your mind. There's no art needed. There's no, there's nothing needed. There's no expectation. You're just pouring out yourself on the paper. The three pages free flow every morning. And what it does is it just takes everything out so that you can start with a blank canvas and that you can actually create what you want your day to be without all the interruption of everything that you woke up with, your anxieties. Your... So you're just writing everything. It's it's not like your wish list or whatever. Yeah. It's just free flow. Free flow. And as they come. As it comes, you I could write, oh, I'm worried about today. I have a really big meeting with this woman called Regina. <laughs> and I really don't have no idea what I'm gonna be talking about, or I have this podcast that I'm gonna to have to do. And and so you you really kind of let out all your 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 stuff that sometimes doesn't have a place to go because right. it's not something you would usually have in a in a morning meeting conversation so it, it allows for freedom of just putting whatever's out you're not supposed to share them you're not even really supposed to reread them until much later on um and so it just gives you a space and a place to digest literally morning digest and that's before you check your phone before you engage with the world um and then for me a big one is nature so just being out put my feet on the grass have a cup of tea look my kids in the eye and COVID's allowed me to do a lot more of that right. than before where it was wake up, rush, rush, try and do a workout, try and get out of the door. So I think yeah. in, in ways, but I think it's how you start your morning and recognizing that it's okay to not wake up in bliss. Right, right. I struggle with that one. I'm like, I should wake up in, I have the whole day ahead of me. Right. But it takes, it takes a conscious effort, I think, to just you know, wire your neurons in a way where you start to then see the positivity, feel the gratitude, and then become a conscious creator of your day. Right. But it takes work and it takes time. Absolutely. And we'll come back to that. But ladies, how do you start your day? Now that Fazana has started that, I'm curious about how you start your day. We have, we've never talked about how you start your day. Yeah. 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 I think for me, I think it's, um, I'm not a morning person. Really not a person. It takes me hours to, to get going. Mm -hmm. So if you want me to answer quick questions in the morning, or I think I'm just a slow person. It just takes me a while to get going. Um, and I don't know whether it's a cultural thing for me. I think initially started off as conditioning, as you said, for mm -hmm. Zana, in terms of get up, pray, whatever. But now I call it gratitude mornings. As I've grown up, I wake up and I'm really normally very grateful. I'm not a good sleeper as well, so. Especially if I've had a good night's sleep, I wake up with such gratitude, feeling great. Right, or I can relate to that. Yeah, it really, mm -hmm. a lot of gratitude. I feel so alive, especially when I've slept. And even when I haven't slept, I kind of do a check and say to myself, Am I okay? How am I mm -hmm. feeling? Am I feeling good? Yeah. Knowing it's five o'clock and by 5 30, prayers will be done, and then I have to start working out, um, which I hate. I hate this working out stuff. Really? Well, I do. I do. I, 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 I thought I, you enjoyed, but you do enjoy the walks that we... I love our walks. Right. I absolutely that. love our walks. But I'll tell you why I love our walks. Mm. I like the connection. Because mm. it's not just a walk. I get right. to walk with friends. Right. I get to be in nature. Mm. I get to exercise. Right. But more importantly, I get to have a connection mm. with friends. Mm. I get it. Yeah. So, so that's why it's important for me. When you're, yeah, in, you're on your own in the morning, Mm. And you know at 5.30 I've got to do this mm. before 
it's a bit so my mornings for me are that way and then of course after working out or whatever I am not ashamed to tell you guys that I do go back to the couch with my little fleece blanket you do and I go back to bed but you know that's what the trainer told us Joseph he said that after our walk we need to go and have a nap so you're doing oh, the right thing. Oh, am I doing the right thing? Yes, you're doing the right thing. So no, I, I, I work out. And it doesn't matter whether it's yoga or whatever it is. Then mm. you know, as soon as I work out, then I'll pull the couch. Sorry, my, my fleece blanket on the couch. And I will go back another half an hour, 40 minutes. But because I get my sleep later at night, mm. I, that sleep that I get for 40 minutes or an hour maximum, mm. I'm so refreshed. I feel happy. So I hear you're saying gratitude is actually one one gratitude, of the things yeah. you start with i, I start with gratitude then i start moment. worrying yeah about emails and phone calls and whatever else yeah i will not stop start worrying about that until about nine o'clock right but that's because i'm generally a very slow person to get going right however on the other end nine o'clock at night you still catch me working. right so that's right. that's how i start that's my day for me sorry right reggie how do I start? Now? How do you start your day? So, I have a different routine now, and mm -hmm. I feel like for the last six months mm -hmm. since COVID, I've been sort of exploring, almost without realizing it, but I've been exploring what's the way that works for me to start my day. Mm -hmm. So, at the beginning of COVID, it was get up and do yoga, and then that sort of changed to get up and do a walk, and now it's get up and pray. Right. So, I start with prayer now. This is mm -hmm. I was telling you earlier, the first two, the past two weeks, that's been enough. Mm. And it's almost like I'm trying to find what's the one that gives me the best day. Mm. And I feel like this is the one that gives me the best day. So I start with prayer, which is only at about half hour. Mm. And that would be me still in bed. I'm still in bed, I haven't gone out. And I do my prayer and connect with my Still lying down. Myself. I'm still lying down, mm. but quiet. And then I'll get up, and then once I'm up and out, I can then either, you know, first spend a little time with my kids before they start class, or I'll go for a walk, or whatever it is that I want to do, I will do then. Right. But like Marianne, I will not start work till now. Unless right. I need to. If I need to, then I will. Right. But nine o'clock is when I then will say, right, I'm now ready to do this. And by right. then I've done my bath, I've done everything that I need to do in my day. I find that this latest routine for me allows me to just just feel myself out before I start my day. Right. Unlike the past where it's okay, so I'm doing yoga now and then I would start. And I've not had a moment to just check in with myself. Mm -hmm. And because I do power yoga, there's not a lot of quiet spaces in between. There's always something right. happening. And so you're not really connecting with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm finding that this self-connecting part, half hour of my day is very important. Mm. And the beauty with this is once you start the routine of prayer, it, it is easier to pick up on it during the day. Mm. So in the course of the day, when I start to feel weary and I start to feel, oh, it's all too much, I'm finding it easier to pause and do another 15 or half an hour of prayer. Right. And then that just gets me back in, in the flow. So I feel like starting my day with prayer right. is very helpful throughout the day. Like it just helps to carry me. Right. And for the listeners, we've been joined by Fazana's mom, 
and Naz. <laughs> so we're just talking. We're being spontaneous right now. We are talking about how do you start your day? Fazana just shared with us about, you know, it's so important how you start your day because that sets up actually how your life is. So how do you start? So we're just sharing about how you start your day. I know I'm putting you on the nice. spot, but how do you start your day? And it's Naz's birthday today, so <laughs> to the birthday girl. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Welcome That's to the podcast. Nice. Thank you. Yes. Ah, how do I start my day? Well, I'm retired, right. so that helps that I don't have to get up and rush around or anything. Right. But from a very young age, I'm very used to starting my day with prayers right. from a very young age. So always start with at least half an hour to 45 minutes of prayers um, and uh, sometimes in bed sometimes i get up and i sit um, and once my prayers are over i feel really grounded right. and i can face the day and then then you start the day you organize what you're going to do and stuff like is this something you've always done? Always even, done, even from a very prior young to retirement? age. Yes, right. from a very young age. That was instilled in us, you know. Right. So, uh, I'm not saying that I've carried on all the time. I've had lapses, of course. Like all the human beings. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, especially now with the COVID, it has really helped. Like I don't need to rush and get going or right. anything. So, so you're having more time. I have more time and then that and then I do a little bit of yoga and then and then the day starts right right thank you mama fazana <laughs> <laughs> um, actually my my day starts always very early in my alarm at 6 6 15 and then by quarter to seven somehow I feel I have to be out of bed and then I'll have my cup of tea come back and then I have a shower and then I sit in meditation. Oh, I used to. Lately, I haven't so much. Mm -hmm. um, and lately, with COVID, I've been, like you said, you know, doing yoga, doing all sorts of things. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a psychotherapist and I've started seeing clients. Oh, have you yeah. gone back to practice yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. All right. And it's kept me really busy. So I try to see the clients by 9.30. So by 11, 30, 12, my first thought is, is over. So, mm. um, and yeah, and some days I kind of feel I should stay in bed, but I always somehow feel guilty. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, that's you know, about how I start my day. Has COVID made it more busy for you? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Because wow. before I wasn't really practicing. I was more consultant and, you know, I went to, see, to Lebanon to, to work with refugees or in Rwanda working with our charity there. And then a friend kind of, you know, was really down and then she kind of introduced me to the World Bank. <coughs> and then another friend said, oh, you're doing this? And she's a psychotherapist and she said, oh, I'll refer you one client. And at one stage I had 12 or 15, which I thought was too much for me. I've reduced it to eight, which is really Eight lovely. per day? Uh, no, it's doing the week. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. And in awesome. between, I have yoga, and then I have my parents, and then I have the girls. And... <laughs> so it seems like rituals seem to be an important part of what we do to help us stay grounded. Whether you know we are working, retirement doesn't matter. It's rituals that we do that help us then define our life or whatever. You know, Fazana was referring to how your day is just defines how your life is. 
But I was wondering, you know, um, what about friendships? What does the role of friendships play? I mean, look at us here. This was not a planned session. We weren't thinking about recording. We just happened to think about it and thought, these are such great conversations. Dorothy, your podcast. And we started. So yeah, how does, how does that work for you, friendships? What role do they have? And aunties, what can you teach us about? Because I think that sometimes we probably, you know, as you know, you're in retirement, you're seeing, and you have such a great friendship as well. But you know, maybe some advice to us and just the importance of friendships and how we can keep them alive. I think by good conversation. Good conversations. By keeping in touch. Right. Yeah. Right. So you have to engage. Don't don't let it lapse for too long. Right. Speaking out. Yeah. That's that's really yeah. that's really mm. good. Do you know you you you've met a friend that you keep for life or does it just happen naturally? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I find that some of my school friends, um, you know, that I grew up with. And then I don't see them for years because now uh, I grew up with them in a different country and now I'm in a different country. But when we meet, it's like we haven't left mm -hmm. and we can just talk. And we don't converse every month or so. It's maybe a, a WhatsApp every few months. But when we meet, it's just there. So I think my school friends are really important. Just some of friendships, um, especially in COVID times. What I have found is, first of all, I'm a person who loves to connect with people. I you are a people person. Need to yeah, connect with you people. Are. I love my alone time, I do, and I value it, but I just need to be around people and to share. What I have found is that I need different groups of friends. So one group of friends cannot do it for me because, so I have my close friends, my school friends, who we've known each other for almost 30 years. Mm. We met in high school. We've been each other's best maids at weddings. We were each other's kids, uh, godmothers. Like we've known each other a long, long time and we have a lot of history together. And they're very important to me. And I was talking to Fazana earlier before he came and we were talking about how sometimes you'll find that a friend, you've either outgrown them Right. Or there's this new thing that has come into your life that they just cannot relate with because mm. it's, it's new to you, it's new to them, and they can't relate to it. And, and so you need someone else to bounce it off. Right. And this group that we're here today is a relatively new group for me. Right. And we met through work. Right. And we now have this beautiful circle of women that we can talk to and right. you know, bounce thoughts and ideas off. And it's just it's a beautiful thing. And I find that I'm getting so much out of this group for a specific part of my life that, right. that my main group of friends cannot nourish. Mm. And so I feel like friendships, and my husband again is a, a really good friend of mine, but there's, there's different things that each of these groups of people serves in my life. And they're all equally important. You, yeah, so, right. yeah, so part of the challenge then is you have to balance all these groups. Um, also be conscious conscious of when you're leaning too heavily on a group for something that they cannot provide. That's something I've right. learned during COVID. 
that I may be leaning very heavily on this one group of friends or this one friend that honestly they're just not equipped to be. And, and that so takes a self-awareness yes, where you know absolutely. that this is too much, they are not, they are not able to provide. Yeah. So the level of self-awareness. And, yeah. and what do you do? do you... So there is someone in your life yeah. who can, and if you can't find that person, yeah. find a therapist, find, a, find, find someone a who is trained in these things, but find someone who can help you. Because for sure, if you try and deal with something that you want to, it may be too much. And, and you, you can break the be, friendship. Yes. Yeah. And is that because... Like you said, find a therapist. Is it because you can't talk about whatever it is you want to talk about or read about to those individuals that are in your life? Sometimes. Or they're not in a position to. They're not equipped to. So let's say. To respond to whatever that is. Exactly. They don't know. They want to. Yeah. But they just wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've also mentioned something that Lydia wanted us to talk about this idea of you've outgrown a friendship or you've outgrown a relationship how do you know you've outgrown a friendship how do you know because i think that sometimes if you're not again self-aware that this friendship is not nurturing it's not you can go on forever but you're saying you need to know when you've outgrown it yeah i don't know how i mean i feel like for me it's mm. been just you, you go through it and you experience the first time this didn't work, the second time I did something that they can't do, the third time, and the more that that keeps happening, you start to ask the questions. What is the purpose of this friendship? Mm -hmm. And if it absolutely has no purpose, then we have to reevaluate. Right, right, right. But like I said, each friendship should have its purpose. Right, yeah. Marion, have you ever felt that there are certain relationships or friendships that you have outgrown and you've let them go? And some that were more difficult to let go, and how was that yeah. process for you? Um, anything in life that doesn't agree with my values, my I reject it. Just I just reject it. If it's a job, if it's a friendship, if it's uh, just anything that doesn't. As soon as you threaten my personal values, then literally I have to walk away. I can't feel suffocated if I'm not even in a situation. Um, so knowing your values is an important thing. You know your values. Yes, I know my values, but yeah. I don't have to know necessarily all of them at what level they're mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I feel like something is kind of, um, and, and uh, okay, I'll advertise myself and say I'm a pretty easygoing person. I think. Say yes, my. Friends. All right, listen <laughs> up. That's Marianne. You have to find out an yes. easygoing person. <laughs> I'm a pretty easygoing person, so like I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous, laughing at it, but I'm pretty easygoing. There's not a lot of things offend me in life, but there are certain things like insincerity, lack of integrity, lack of. I don't like people who like you could come up with an idea, and I'm I'm a person who flames that idea like yeah, let's go, you know, and like, and some some they don't mean it, but some friends and family they're like, no, you shouldn't that or whatever it suddenly starts to dim your light mm. and i feel like they dampen everything dampen everything mm. that kind of environment i can't handle and then also the environments that i can't handle are um i don't expect everybody to be equally as hard working mm -hmm. but i don't expect you to think i'm wrong for working hard do you see what i mean i don't know what right. you see what I mean. right. so the judgment area is right. kind of very weird. fairness yeah. is very important for me so if you're not fair 
uh, in general in life is, mm. is something that kind of does me. So, so have I had friends? Very many. And I have absolutely, and I've had this pretty much most of my life. I don't know whether it's my nomadic lifestyle. But I've had this all my life where... When, I, Ma when Mariam says nomadic, you have to explain. Mariam is... Um, I'm Kenyan. I'm yes. Kenyan-Somali, but right. I grew up all over the right. world and then back home And now. so, you're, yes, you're, you've been a nomad of your life because you've lived in Dubai, London, US. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're um, um, but actually, Kenyan, a Kenyan background. Citizen. And yeah. I'm a universal citizen. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Makes me sound rather sexy. <laughs> <laughs> universal citizen. <laughs> I shall be calling myself that. <laughs> but I think it also comes from my background because I come from a nomadic Bedouin lifestyle. Right. So wherever you go, you make friends very easily. But when as soon as I feel things are threatening me, I am very, and this is something I've had from childhood, I'm, I'm very comfortable to remove myself out of the situation. Mm. Even though I know sometimes I put up with more bullshit than I need to. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. But if it fundamentally disagrees with me, I'm very comfortable in sort of saying, shut mm. it down, not good for me, I'm going to distance myself mm. from from this, right? Mm. Um, but what does friendship mean for me? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one person who gets energized by their family and friends. Like, I get a lot of energy from my family and friends. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I, I think, doesn't mean that everybody has to agree with me, I think I make connections very easily, like human connections. Oh, you do. We agree. Do you agree? Like, <laughs> do you agree? Nanjali, do you agree? He's very sexy. So, I make connections very easily. And then, last but not least, I think um, I make those connections very easy because I can be a pretty open book and very vulnerable right away. Like, there's not. If you know me for a day, and if you know me for a year, you might not find too much discrepancy between mm -hmm. the two. Because I'm the first one to tell you I suck at this, this, and this. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm the first one to tell you that I'm not very good at this, or how can, I'm, not, I'm not scared to ask for help either, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm also the first one to get irritated by certain things, mm -hmm. and sometimes I have to sort of take back, sit back, and digest them and learn how to articulate them. Because, mm -hmm. like you said, sometimes you don't know how to say it. Mm -hmm. I have to learn how to say the right thing. Maybe sometimes I don't say it in the right way. Mm -hmm. It just comes out like a blurb, and I just sometimes I need to take a deep breath and understand. Well, we it. all do. Yeah, take a deep do. breath. And <laughs> take a deep breath. breath. Yeah. <sighs> and and you've you've touched on something which is really good, and I want Fazana to to continue the point on judgment. You said you know sometimes you can have we're talking about friendships and judgment, and at what point you know. You said when it's judgment, you know, you need to move away. This is not good. Mm. Have you, you know, how does that sit with you? Have you struggled sometimes with, you know, judgment, mm. friendships? Yeah. And how do you navigate that, you know, that whole... That whole area. Yes. Um, so like Mariam, I've been a, a nomad um, yeah. for my life. <laughs> She's got much more interesting than <laughs> Right, no. for that, please, please tell the no. listeners a bit <laughs> about your know because you are a child of the universe yeah. yes i really am yeah um my great grandparents uh, migrated from india to uh, east africa my mother's born in congo and my father um, has uh, grown up between uganda kenya tanzania and um, fazana is looking at her mom as she's saying this, so <laughs> just put it 
painting the picture. <laughs> and uh, and I have lived between the UK, Canada, Japan, the US, Hong Kong. Nairobi has been the longest place I've actually ever lived for 11 years now. Um, so very special to call this home. But I think, um, you know, just having a sense of identity has been difficult. Because when people ask me, where are you from? I just sort of wonder, okay, how much time do you have? <laughs> and also, I don't really feel like there is one place. I feel like I've been influenced by so many. Um, and that probably made me pretty adaptable um, from a young age to just make friends and find relationships in different places. I think the downside of that is you can become too adaptable and just it can turn into just your own voice potentially being lost unless you make sure you're claiming it um, because you're just fitting in. I still understand that. You do that, eh? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Just fitting in. And, um, but friendships, particularly girl friendships, have been, I think, the rock of my life. My mom will tell you because I was forever running away with my girlfriends. <laughs> forever. Forever. Um, and have been very blessed. And on the note, subject of judgment, I think one thing I um, read and listened to that really resonated with me is that is the true power of listening. And um, the quote was something along the lines of, you know, true listening is really about being willing to have your mind changed by what you hear. Yes. It's like it's when you hear what you hear from someone else that you're actually willing to have your mind changed. Um, and I think that really helps dispel judgment when mm. you can actually come in with such an open heart and open mind to be able to see things from another's perspective. Right. It's right. taken me time. It hasn't always yeah. um, been there in the times that I've needed it. Um, but when it has, gosh, the, the compassion and the connection that grows mm. from that. And I feel that in this amazing circle, actually, um, that there's a real open less lack of judgment, so many different experiences. Mm. And those, I think, the friendships sometimes later in life, when it's not just your friends because your parents were friends, or right. because you went to the same school, but where you mm. actually choose each other. Mm. I think those are, that's, you know, the family you choose is, is the people you choose to surround yourselves by. And they say the five people that you spend the most time yeah, with most become time. a re reflection, a mirror of who you are. Right. Um, so you guys, you're a mirror of who I am. <laughs> How scary. <laughs> I, would, I would love to ask our resident psychotherapist. <laughs> yes, in fact, I think I must have, we'll have another session with your mom yeah. because I'm really interested in having you for a whole podcast oh, and talking okay. about psychotherapy. Um, but I wanted to ask both of you, Naz, um, Mama Fatana. Well, this is the Kenyan way of saying Mama Fatana. It's no, terrible. No, it's fine. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> your Ask, first name, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's Mama yeah. Fatana. Asking about, you know, Fatana just talked about this idea about being willing to let your mind be changed. And how, how has that changed for you as you've navigated the various phases in life? Where you always, or are you at a place where you know it all? And... Your nothing is, or are you at a point where sometimes you're pleasantly surprised by your grandchildren, by what they're teaching you, surprised by what Fazana is teaching you, surprised by strangers like us whom you've met today? How does it work for you? Oh, <laughs> um, 
and I'm really actually shocked and surprised that both my children are following in a path that I have been, like social work, psychotherapy. You're shocked and surprised? Yeah, because um, I think for us, my son was maybe more, he was always very quiet, sensitive, so I could see him and he would come along to all the different um, venues I would go, you know, women's organization. He even did it at age 14, <clears throat> um, a website for menopause, uh, Vancouver Menopause Women's Center. So he was always tagging along there. But Fazana surprised me, yeah, she, she really did. She's come out uh, really blossoming and understanding and, and in this kind of a spiritual path because it's not an easy path. Mm. It's so easy to say, oh, I'm spiritual, but to really be mindful and understand it and, um, and go within yourself, which is a tough job to get to know yourself. And please, please, I still don't know myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know it all and uh, right. I still don't know myself. Yeah. So always learning. Yeah, always learning. Always right. Learning. So surprised by the children and the paths they've taken. That's a good thing for, for a parent yeah. to, it's to amazing. Know, and a child to mm -hmm. hear. Yeah. And also I think with technology, there's so much information out there. Mm. Um, it's so easy. Now when I look at it, I'm doing a course online and I'm listening to podcasts online. And, and we didn't have that, you know, we had to go to the library, we had to get books, we had, um, and now maybe a bit too much information. Mm. Um, one of the things I think, because we've become so globalized, that we kind of think that everybody's like us. Mm. Um, and we forget the nuances of the culture, <coughs> where we come from, what, how it's, yeah, what's valuing you, what, what values you have because of that. So, so yeah, that's my yeah. take. Thank you. Nice. The birthday girl. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're one year wiser today. Oh yes. Yes. I don't feel wiser. <clears throat> I find that I have so much to learn. Mm. I'm like Fazana, very adaptable and all that. But I'm finding as I'm getting older, you know, talking about friends and stuff, mm. I find I have a few friends. I'm so happy with that. Mm. And, you know, and uh, meet. Do I really want to meet more people and stuff? I don't know. Maybe this is just a phase I'm going through right now. Mm. I'm happy with myself. <laughs> right. I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with my few friends that I have mm. that I can just call up and meet up if need be. But I, I, I understand that. Yeah. I understand because I found that COVID. Mm. Um, it's a terrible thing to say, but it's not like I'm decluttering people, but I'm happier with the fewer. With the fewer. Like, yeah. I, I come from a huge family, so I have different relationships with all of my family than my few friends around me, but I don't mm. have to necessarily be everywhere, yeah. quantity, yeah. Yeah. And numbers. And I, believe it or not, I have just a few friends that I constantly connect with during COVID, which is mm. a bit of a surprise because I can't be, you know, I, I speak to a lot of people. You know, yeah, you are. I would consider you a socialite of some sort. You're a universal citizen. <laughs> 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 not 
the case. But I, but I hear what you're saying, that you're happy yeah. with just a few friends, mm -hmm. friends yeah. and that nourishes you. And that's enough, you know, and uh, it's given me a lot of time for introspection, look within myself, mm. and what do, what do I really value in life now? Mm. And maybe that's a phase I'm going through, or as I'm getting older, and nearing my meeting my maker soon so better no. make my <laughs> make <Right>. my <laughs> make my peace as she says this she's got a new chic haircut <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right and 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 yeah for the, um for reggie and 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 mariam how do you keep your mind open? Because I know that it's one thing to say, I want to keep my mind open. But we know that I think a lot of times we always, someone say that we always think, you know, I think that, you know, I know it all. And, and, and I was wondering, you know, what are some of the things or some of the tips you can share on just being able to keep an open mind. Because when I look at social media sometimes, I find that people just want you to think in a certain way. I mean, look at Chad's death and people were trolling, you know, why Your is it- My best friend Chad. My best friend Chad. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I have to tell you, that was quite something. I took some time mourning, and I did not go on social media, but I'm not a celeb. But people have been out thinking, why isn't Lupita saying something why and people say where it's almost like your grief has been defined by the collective and how you should you should feel and i'm wondering like how do we you know how do you sort of keep your mind open but staying true to yourself honestly for me mm -hmm. it's not something that i Okay, so first of all, I feel like I'm very self-aware. And so I know my boundaries and my limits, although they change. Right. You know, and as my kids have grown, for instance, that changes, and so you have to. So I think for me, the way that I do that is by talking to people who I feel are in the space or in the direction that I'm going to be. So as I grow, and now I'm in my late 40s, I am looking for people from whom I can learn what is this late forties thing like? Because I've, I've never been here before. Right. You know, it's like when you have a baby, especially your first baby, you've never done it before. So you look for other mothers, right? Right. And there's no manual that comes with the no baby. Manual, there's no right? manual, right. So for me, what I do, and I have been doing a lot of, is looking for people who are either already in the space that I want to get to or are with me on that journey. Mm -hmm. Sort of people who are like-minded with me. Right. And so I can share with you that Fazana has been a lot of that. Mm. a lot right um, we have these coaching sessions that we do right but when i'm in those sessions with her mm. i'm talking about things that are important to me mm. that are on my mind at that time at that moment in time and i find that she has a lot of insight because she's been there ahead of me right and we were talking earlier and it's not an age thing yeah no it it's isn't experiences exactly yeah. and i find that people like fazana and, and you ladies here mm. have been on a lot of the questions that i have right now you've been there before me right and so i talk to people i right. don't kid myself that i have the answers within me i look for people who can sort of give me a different perspective yeah also because i can be quite headstrong eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My family, my oh, we know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And so I can't claim that I can sort it for myself. Mm. I therefore look for people. Mm. Right, right. I think like you, I also, yeah, I also just, sometimes I think in the office, I used to say, I'm only hanging around, you know, I'm going to hang out with the 25 year olds because they bring a fresh perspective to life. If you sort of hang around people who are, who think, the same way then you don't get and then i'm, I'm you know my nieces who, who bring a fresh perspective to life um my ex-students who i know who just keep me so you have all these different ideas and i think that that's what keeps me young <clears throat> i hope you all see i'm young <laughs> so something like that but mariam how does it work for you the keeping this space where you're open to new ideas while still very clear about what your values are yeah yeah so i was telling you guys before we started on the podcast that mm -hmm. recently my team and i did this insights discovery mm -hmm. which is actually quite eerie because it feels like there's a big brother watching you and they kind of know all your characteristics mm -hmm. by doing all these tests that you did mm -hmm. um and one thing i've always known for me it's not necessarily the age or the background or the gender or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's more for my values. Like if you if you if you touch upon certain things of me that you, and I don't those few things don't feel safe, then I, I, I get all wobbly and it doesn't work with me. But I love variety. I love variety of age, I love variety of gender, I love variety of backgrounds, I love variety of... I can be friends with Fazana's seven-year-old mm -hmm. just as well as I can be friends with a 17-year-old woman and, I, and I've got something to learn from all of, all of them. Right. And for me, I think I, I crave that human connection and it doesn't matter where, you know, where, what box that person belongs. So how I can manage it is um, I shouldn't say I manage, it just happens. Right. What I do manage is the things that actually don't work well for me. That those ones I've got to work them out of my And I'm so, I'm um, the reason why I pulled that course in is because I actually mentioned that those things about me, which I've always known that it is mm. about me. Um, friends, for me, you know, I such a variety. I love variety in everything. I love variety mm. in cultures. I love the right. I'll learn something about every language, you know, like even how to say hi. Mm -hmm. um, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> okay, so there was somebody in the house who was Filipino and I said hi to her in Tagalog. So they were all laughing at me. But I, I love to say different languages. And also, I don't know if you and aunties will probably understand this, but you know when you're growing up as a kid, especially I grew up in a very conservative Muslim family, mm. there's certain things in life that, you know, they just, you know, they tell you, <gasps> I just I, right. I can deal with variety and everything and, I, and it's because of my quest to, to learn Right, right. Variety is the spice of life. Variety is the spice yeah, of life. Yeah. And so being open-minded to what life brings, brings yeah. to different people, being yeah. to different cultures. I mean, look at us in this room. Such a multicultural room. Such a multicultural room, you know. Um, you know, from whatever, races, tribes, uh, ages, you know. Backgrounds. Backgrounds. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Uh, but I wanted to add something which I'm earlier on which mm. is technology and most of us in this room work in technology right, right? 
I've been telling, like I was telling you guys, like I'm addicted to American politics mm. right now because I just find it such a reality show to watch. Right? Mm. And I double check on every different site and so on and so forth. But I've realized if you're not careful with technology, technology can really confirm your own biases because you're looking for something to say, right. that's just like That's such a that's great point. I like yes. this. Yeah. So we all have biases, whether right. they're small or big or whatever, but right. you want something to confirm yeah. either your bias or your train of thought, mm. and then you feel good about it because you found something right. there. Right. Not knowing, I mean, all, most of us in this room know how technology is curated. Right. Mm how it's done it's, it's an opinion of somebody yes that's brought, brought yes to that right? right and the only thing in the other way that can confirm it is science so science is wrong not wrong enough. it's just black and white right. right but human nature isn't black and white so sometimes i read something like i feel so good about this and i realize do you feel good about it because yeah. it agrees with your values right or do you agree with it because you actually think it's yeah. the right thing that oh, you checked other that you check other sources. So sometimes I check the most radical of sources. For that's a good. That's a good thing to, to do. Check where it's at because mm. different opinions are. You know, yeah. Who's to say those guys? It's just what their values are, right? Ladies, I really think on that note, like we should do this again, because we have almost exhausted the hour. <laughs> And it has been so amazing. And I, I have to tell everyone, this was spontaneous. We had not planned it. We were seated here in Fazana's house, having a great time. And Nanjala said that, why don't you record your podcast now? We are here. And then um, I was like, I don't have my mic here and I don't have my software. And uh, Fazana was like, no, I've got my laptop and I've got... So this is, has taken again the community and um it's been really amazing and i think it also speaks about spontaneity sometimes we are so rigid in our programs and what is supposed to happen and just being easy with life letting life surprise you and embracing what life brings your way well that's all today in your head where we learn to live in the present moment. Thanks for listening. Join me again next Tuesday and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. Also, please share the link in your circles and do rate me. You can follow me on Instagram, No Head Podcast, and check the website www.nohead.space. That wraps up what I have for you today. Catch you next time, my friend. And may you be spontaneous. May you embrace whatever life brings your way. And may you be open to what life has for you. Bye-bye.